You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Razorback Nation mourning the loss of another legend. The University of Arkansas and Sheriff's deputies in Florida are confirming that former running back Alex Collins has died. Picked up by Collins. Alex has got Rue at the 30, 25, 20. Collins at the 15, cuts back at the 10. This game's still alive, and the Hawks have a first down. His impact was felt from the moment Collins arrived on campus, becoming the first true freshman in SEC history to run for 300 yards in his first three collegiate games. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're here. As we at the middle of the week, a Wednesday edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. We've got a lot of ground we want to cover today, several football-related matters that I want to get into. But you just heard the Alex Collins highlight, and I'd be remiss if I didn't begin there because I know Razorback fans have talked about that a good bit over the last couple of days. His news about what transpired continues to trickle in. We've talked a lot about death, it seems like, over the last several weeks. Uh, Ryan Mallett's passing most immediately, and then Charles Ballantyne's passing, and now Alex Collins' passing. Uh, we lost Bryson Manor uh, earlier this year, uh, one of the great members of Denver's Orange Crush, great defensive lineman for Arkansas. A lot of people forget about the passing of Chris Smith at the age of 31. Um, so we've talked about this a lot over the past several months, and it's just been the sort of year that I think, you know, years from now, um, this may be what we remember. You know, Alex Collins was a great football player. The numbers really are staggering when you look at his career at Arkansas. I mean, he was a five-star, holds the U of A record for most touchdowns in a season, had 17 100-yard rushing games in his career, second only to McFadden. Second career rushing yards, second only to McFadden. One of only four players in the history of the SEC to have three straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Herschel Walker, Kevin Falk, and DMAC are the other three. I mean, that's as heady a company as you can be in when you talk about great running backs in the history of the Southeastern Conference. And I say all that to make the point that isn't it interesting that virtually all the reaction that we have heard and read about in terms of Alex Collins' death has been the type of person he was away from the football field. As great as he was on the field, every single statement that has been released has talked about what a wonderful person he was. You know, when I think about Alex Collins' time at Arkansas, the things that I think about, are not things that happen on the football field. I think about the day he signed and what a day it was. You know, he's from Plantation, Florida. 
Mom didn't want him to come all the way to Arkansas. She absconded that day with his letter of intent. Remember when Alex Collins' mom ran off with his letter of intent on signing day? And according to his brother, Alex told his family he was going to stay home and play for Miami. So when mom heard he changed his mind and was about to move over a thousand miles away, she grabbed the papers and ran off with them. If you'll remember all that drama from that day, this guy's a five-star now. His mom didn't want him to come. So she left with the letter of intent. Of course, she came back eventually, and the letter was signed, and the rest is, as they say, history. But I'll always remember his initial day and how he became a Razorback. But it's his relationship with the fans that stands out to me and how much he needed that and how much we needed that. And there were times, very honestly, and he's not the first kid that I've seen come through here like this. There were so many times when I watched Alex Collins interact with our fans when I thought to myself, I'm not so sure who needs this more. You know, as fans, we need our Razorback heroes to stop, smile, pose, give the moment. We've talked a lot about that in terms of some of these young men who have passed. And Alex Collins was certainly that kind of guy. I've seen all the pictures on social media since he, since he passed, and same way we did with Mallet. And I'm struck again by how many times he stopped and smiled and gave everyone their moment. But there were so many times when I watched him, and I knew that he needed that person to put their arm around him as much as they needed him to put his arm around them. And it was a mutual love affair. Now, he had the advantage of never having a bad season. You know, he didn't fumble in a big moment to cost Arkansas a game. There was never a moment where the fans got down on him. It was the perfect storm in terms of a relationship with the fans. And I hope people understand that. I hope fans understand that. That sometimes what you give to the player is as important as what they give to you. One of the real privileges that I've had in my job is seeing the human side of a lot of these kids, and they are kids. Those of you who have 19, 20, 21-year-old children, I can assure you that these young men have the full range of emotions that your 19, 20, and 21-year-old child does. And they also have the pressure of an entire state judging their every move. So it takes a special person to embrace the relationship. And Alex did that. And that's what I will remember. What a lot of people may not know is that, you know, before there was NIL, whatever spending money these guys had, they had to go out and work for. You know, Alex spent a little time working at the catfish hole in what amounted to being a glorified greeter. You know, people would come in, he'd smile, greet them, pose for a picture, sometimes take them to their table. Can you imagine what a big thrill that would have been for a 10, 11-year-old kid, go out to eat on a Saturday night with her family? (laughs) And there's Alex Collins when you walk in, shaking your hand, welcoming you, posing for a picture. I mean, what a thrill that must have been. But um, he embraced that role, and he loved it. I think, again, he loved it as much as the people he was greeting loved it. And so... It's sad when this happens. It's sad when someone dies at such a young age. We are fortunate 
that we were around and got to witness his greatness as a player and got to experience his goodness as a person. And uh, he packed a lot of life into 28 years. And for that, we are very fortunate. And uh, certainly we're thinking about his family at this time. All right, before we move on to what's happening right now, there's a lot happening right now that I want to get into. I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. I want to talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Actually, I want to talk to you about my experience. I've partnered with them to buy and sell. Been on both sides of the table on multiple occasions. And every time I partnered with them, we got from contract to close without a hitch. Now, there may have been things that came up that I didn't know about, But if they did, they got them resolved in a hurry. You know, you want someone that understands the market. You want someone that's well-trained. Frankly, you want someone that's better trained than the guy sitting opposite you. And you can always be guaranteed of that at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Nobody's got a better training program than Weicker. So you do have someone as your partner who understands the game. I can tell you that benefited me. And I think it'll benefit you as well. They're in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. That was a called play. And I called it, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. And I made some good calls today, too, brother. You sure did. You sure did. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's get into the meat of the matter. I want to talk about what's going on with the Razorbacks. 17 days before they open their regular season against Western Carolina. Scrimmage one in the books from this past Saturday. They've got another one planned for this Saturday. One of the questions that I think Razorback fans are asking right now when you hear all these reports about the defensive line and all the great things that they're doing in practice, is the defensive line really that good? Or are there going to be some struggles on the offensive line? Here's offensive line coach Cody Kennedy. He's talking about his group and the changes that have come with a new offense under Dan Enos. I think without giving away um, – too many things a lot (laughs) there's big change within the run game of tight end utilization there's a big change within the multitude of protections we use i would say the formations have changed drastically with utilizing two tight ends and things like that and you know everybody kind of asked me well are you going pro style well did you watch the super bowl you had the chiefs and the eagles if that's pro style then yes pro style is kind of shifted along the years i think it's really enjoyable for our guys to turn on and watch nfl tape and be like oh that's so-and-so protection oh that's this run it's very equatable to that so what does all that really mean You know, each offensive lineman's got an assignment, and sometimes based on the read, your assignment can change from the point that you break the huddle to the time you get 
to the line of scrimmage, and then from the time you get there to the point where the ball is snapped into the play. There are lots of things that go on, particularly when you are in a system that is different than the one you were in before. The coach had a little bit more to say about that. We've got a multitude of protections that are new and building confidence within those protections versus a live fire defense. I think you've got to you've got to work at that and you've got to put yourself in those situations that are hard situations, right? Luckily for us, we're not doing it against guys that let you get by halfway doing it. That defensive line is humming now. Executing those protections on a board and knowing who you've got to get to and doing it in live action are two different things. So we've got to be better in in that regard. We talk a lot about making the conscious decision to go finish. I think there's a time and there's a point in every block where you may be in a bad position or out of position a little bit, and you've got to have the mental toughness to make the decision to go get to your fit. I just talked to the guys about, hey, we've got to make the conscious effort every play to finish in our fit where we need to be that can help this run, that can help this protection. And I think we got to tighten that up a little bit. I think first scrimmage, you're going to have a lot of things that you need to clean up. And those are just two things kind of we talked about that are goals for scrimmage too there. See, I think there are a lot of encouraging things on the offensive line. You know, Andrew Shambly's had to play with the ones on the left tackle side the last few days because Devin Manuel's out. It sounds like he is developing into a number two tackle. And as we've discussed on the defensive side of the ball, you've got to be able to rotate. Maybe not as much on the offensive line as you do on the defensive line, but you've got to be able to rotate. And when someone goes down, as they will, even if it's only for four or five plays in a game, even if they come back, you know, you'd like to be able to plug that second guy in without having to move a bunch of other guys around. Now, they've got some flex guys, guys who can play more than one spot. But it would be nice if you could shore up that position. Okay, what about the guys on the other side? Are they really that good? Probably nobody's got a better handle on that than the offensive line coach. And Cody Kennedy thinks the Razorbacks are going to be really good up front on the defensive line. There's a lot of flashes over there, right? I mean, you, you guys see the roster. You guys see who we brought in. Trajan Jeffcoat, real live dude over there. He's an SEC caliber guy that is going to give these tackles you're not going to have to worry that they're prepared to go into SEC play, going against them off the edge. And then you look over to the other side, you got the Landon Jacksons of the world. you got guys on both sides who don't let you get away with poor technique. They're going to exploit it. So those guys along the edge, you know, the newcomers inside, Kiwi has flashed the past couple practices inside, doing a really, really good job. And those guys are big guys, right? They're very large humans in there in the middle, very on par with what – we're going to see on Saturdays. You got TC, you got Cam Ball, you're pretty deep over there. Every play, whether ones or twos, you have to rise to the occasion. You cannot just get by. You have to be on your A game or they're going to exploit you. I think that's a true benefit to have those guys wearing red. You're not worried as an offensive line coach, man, are we getting a real-life SEC look? There's no doubt about that. You know, it sounds simplistic, and I'm resisting the temptation to go with the worn-out cliche of, Iron sharpens iron. But I can tell you this, this offensive line is going to get better every day just from facing that defensive line. I don't have any doubt about that. When you can rotate into the twos and the threes the way they can on the defensive line, it means that you are facing an SEC caliber, real deal sort of defensive lineman every time you snap the ball in practice. Not every team can say that. I think Arkansas can now. 
Now, how many wins that's going to add up to, I don't know. But I'm not real worried about the offensive line right now. Frankly, I'm a lot more excited about the defensive line. But I know people are talking about that. That's why we talked about it today. If you're getting ready for college football, then it's not that far away. I mean, there are going to be regular season games a week from Saturday. And if you're one of those who likes to wager on college football and you know who you are, the Bet Saracen app is the app that you've got to download if you're going to be ready for this upcoming season. I know there are a lot of national sports betting apps. I also know that there are a lot of laws in our state that keep those national sports betting apps out. But I also know that the Bet Saracen app is Vegas, Arkansas style. There are exotic bets, prop bets, parlays, all sorts of things involving former Razorbacks. If you like to wager, I promise you, they've got a way for you to do that. If you've not downloaded the app, do so today. There's a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready for college football at the Bet Saracen app. All right, a little bit more before we go. And this points back towards Arkansas's defense and the importance of that. I noticed yesterday that ESPN has come out with their preseason All-America team. They name 11 on the offensive side, 11 on the defensive side, three on special teams. This is not one of those all-conference or all-America teams that's loaded up with like 17 guys on offense and 14 or 15 guys on defense. They've picked 11 on each side of the ball. Six of the 11 first team preseason All-Americas on the defensive side are from the Southeastern Conference. Four of them, just for the record, on the offensive side are from the Southeastern Conference. That's 10 out of 22. And if that's not enough, the first-team All-America putter and the first-team All-America kickoff return man are from the SEC, too. So everybody's good. Arkansas is getting better, and so is everybody else. My point is, this is a conference of great defensive players. Look at the National Football League. Look at the number of SEC players who are playing on the defensive side of the football. They're everywhere. On virtually every team, there's a former SEC defender who's probably starting. If he's not starting, he's playing. Six of the 11 first team All-Americas are from the Southeastern Conference. And I'm no math major, but six and four and two is 12. That's 12 out of the 25 guys. That's basically half your first team All-America squad made up of teams from our league. That's how tough it is. And that's why it's so hard to crack that glass ceiling. And if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, You better have a great defense. History tells us there is no other way to do it. You do not win a championship in this league without a great defense. It hasn't happened. It won't happen. It's the nature of business in the Southeastern Conference. All right, we'll stop right there. We'll have more to do on Friday. By the time we get to Friday, we'll be two weeks and a day from the Razorback season opener. Hard to imagine. It's going to be hot by then, too. Hope you have a great rest of the week. We'll talk Friday. Until then, thanks for listening. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a G. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hugs.
Chuck. <laughs> Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.